Welcome to the Sisters in Service podcast. My name is Kat Corchado, also known as the Voice Connecting Women Veterans Nationwide. This podcast is for anyone connected with the military, from veterans, male and female, military spouses, military brats, even parents who may have children who are in the military. As an Air Force veteran, I understand the trials and triumphs that women veterans go through in service and out of service. And so I wanted to find a way that I could put it out there into the airwaves and let everyone know what we're going through and find a way and a solution to what's happening to us in the service. I also like to highlight these women who are business owners, they're entrepreneurs, they're bosses in their business. And so I hope that you will follow me, you will share, and you will subscribe to this podcast, which comes out every week on Tuesdays. And as always, please stay safe, take care of each other until next time. And it's never too late to start your impossible. Welcome sisters in service. This is a special segment of our podcast, our, yeah, me, myself and I, our, my. (laughs) And I kept thinking about how There are so many benefits out there that it's hard to keep up with all of them. So I called on my friend and the resident expert on VA benefits, Miss Jane Babcock. Jane, welcome again. Yes. Hello, Kat. Good to see you. You too. What are we going to speak about today? Well, I thought with Memorial Day coming up that we should really focus on what the VA calls Memorial Honors, all the benefits that a veteran may be entitled to and possibly their spouse, related to veterans' passings. You know, of course, we have the funeral flag and all that, but there's a lot of other stuff, too. I love that. So when you say memorial honors, what does, like, what types of things does that include? Well, everything from, if the veteran chooses, being placed in a veteran cemetery, whether it's a state veteran cemetery or the nationals and how they go about applying and what might be available to them as far as placement and even having their spouse next to them when that spouse passes. So if you don't ask, you may never know that there's available free placement in these cemeteries, which A, can save the family money. B, there's also a program where these cemeteries work with the national veteran organizations like the American Legion, the VFW. When a veteran passes and we can't find family for them, I've worked with them in the past, helped them get the remains paid for. The organizations will do that and then mail the remains to the cemetery where they're placed with honors, which includes the national salute, if if there's a family member, a flag, and then, of course, the headstone or the marker. And the veteran, it's at no cost to the veteran. That's amazing. And where do people go? You know, because that's just not known information. So how do people find out about this type of information? Well, Fortunately, there's 32 states that employ county veteran service officers. They means that they're accredited. They have to go through training. They have to go to annual training. 
and they have to maintain a clearance type level with the VA so that they can actually access the VA records when it comes to claims for benefits like a funeral stipend. And then that county employs them so they don't have to charge the veteran because they have a paycheck. Now, there are a few states that don't have county ones, but they have regional ones, and they will have, through the state, they may take care of three counties, which hopefully means that it's a very sparse population because having worked in a small county with only 5,000 veterans, it keeps you busy. (laughs) I bet. And of course, if the veteran or spouse or family member, caregiver, whoever doesn't know where else to go, Ask the local posts, the VFWs, the DAVs, the American Legions, because they too have representatives and the local guy knows where the VSO office is if they belong to a post. Because hopefully that VSO is going out and actually meeting with these guys once a year and shaking hands and saying, come to me when you need help. If someone decides, or not decides, but they're really not sure who their regional office is or their state office or their city office. Is there someplace else they can go online to find this information? Yes. If you go to the va.gov website and you put in the word accreditation or VSO rep, they will bring you to a list where you can actually put in the zip code or the city or things like that. And those lists are within 60 days as far as accreditation goes. Somebody may have been accredited and not put on the list yet, but they'll be on there shortly or they need to be taken off because like in my case, they retired. So those people on that list actually have access to the VA's computer system. And again, as a VSO rep, they don't charge anything. Now, you can also look for claims agent, and those are people that also can go through the accreditation process but they're a business, so they do charge. And then if you have to go to the appeals level, then there are VA lawyers. You can look them up there too. But always start with the VSO rep because many, many things in the VA can be solved easily. The only time I've ever used a lawyer was, and a very good one, her name is Katrina Eagle out in California. She actually won a brain cancer case for a Vietnam veteran while he was still alive, which allowed me to assure him that his spouse would receive the death and indemnity compensation, dependent indemnity. And so to know that before he passed was just incredible. Oh, I bet. I can't even imagine the, just the relief, I guess. I I don't know if that's the word, but you know, knowing that that's taken care of. Are there any restrictions such as certain length of service or certain kinds of discharges? Um, Are there any restrictions to this? Yes, there are. If there's any reason to think that their service was less than honorable. So a general discharge is considered an honorable. It basically is something more along the lines of you weren't really able to adapt. You didn't do anything wrong. You just weren't physically up to it or just didn't have the self-control that's needed to be involved with live ammunition (laughs) or an honorable discharge, of course. And so those things are there. 
But there's also the fact that even with a veteran that has a less than honorable or a dishonorable discharge, they still need services too. And the family may not know where to go. So often your veteran service officer will know how to get a hold of the county if you need to be placed in a pauper's grave. The family just does not have the financial means. So no matter what, it's always worth asking. If you have a family member who has a terminal illness and you know they're they're a veteran how far in advance can they can the family members actually get these benefits or apply for these benefits or does the veteran service member have to pass away first well if they want a placement in a cemetery they can schedule that today um and that way the cemetery is prepared for when they come and we'll be allowed to let tell the family, okay, right now with the COVID situation, it's going to be 30 days before we can place your veteran. Or, you know, they can plot out the, the positions in the cemetery so that the coming widow can be there with him. And, or widower, in my husband's case. <laughs> <laughs> but... Other things like the bronze marker, guys will come in and say, oh, you know, I want to get this all set up so my family doesn't have to worry about it. Um, I'm afraid we can't order it, but we can fill out the paperwork right down to the death date because we don't have that scheduled yet. Right. <laughs> so all those things can be there. And also the determination of the cause of death or the contributing factor, because there is a funeral stipend that the remaining family can receive if... Uh, the widow automatically can receive it. There's the general stipend that they were receiving any kind of disability or pension from the VA. And then there is a cause of death or contributing death. And that is a much larger stipend. But we may have to decide that as the veteran passes. Ischemic heart disease. He has a, he's Vietnam and he has a massive heart attack just before he passes. Well, now they're going to get the greater benefit. One last question, Jane. Does the surviving family need the veteran's DD-214? What kind of paperwork is, is necessary? Well, hopefully most veterans, when they came home, if they're still in that same county, or at least the family knows what county they lived in when they came home, hopefully they went down and registered their DD-214. So if I had a veteran walk into my office in Wisconsin, I could call to California and say, he lived in this county, could you please get me a certified copy? And they would. Anytime it was for VA benefits, most states have it in their law books that if it's for VA benefits, it must be provided for free. So it's always good to check with your veteran service officer if you don't have it, because they may just have to walk down the hall or they may just have to walk over to their file cabinet. <laughs> I love that. So Jane, where can people get more information about this or how, how can people contact you if they have questions? Well, I'm on LinkedIn. That's my main platform. And as a retired veteran service officer, I am happy to share links to all the information through different brochures and booklets that I use to help people be informed. Then there's, of course, the national accreditation list, which I have that link and I'm happy to share it. And then if you are, say, in Utah 
you could call your local county and find out where the Veterans Service Office is. You could call the state Veterans or Military Affairs Office because they'll have that list. And they'll also, they're either the employer or they know about the other guys. And then, of course, you could always go to a AMVETS meeting or a Paralyzed Veterans of America meeting, and they will help you get in contact with someone that can assist you with all the paperwork. Well, Jane, thank you so much for all this information. I hope that this helps someone who is listening. It, I know it helps me because, you know, there's no such thing as too much info. And for those of you listening, um, I call Jane the walking Wikipedia of um, veteran benefits because she is. And I hope this helps someone who's listening. And as always, thank you for listening. Please take care of yourself. Take care of each other until next time. And it's never too late to start your impossible. Thank you, Kat.